All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, this has been a long time coming. It's what a month, two months, three months since. Oh, it's gotta be. Oh yeah, <laughs> since we've we've done any sort of podcast because guess what? Life gets in the way. Some big changes on your end as well, Ashley. You're back home Thank you. Thank you. and uh, doing great things. Hopefully, this podcast doesn't go out and get anyone in trouble. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we don't know the policy over there yet, so we'll see. But anyway, we're doing fast fire philosophy today. Uh, we enjoyed the last one when we were just kind of spitballing our thoughts uh, when it came to, you know, just random conversation. Um, and I thought we'd do it again today. So you ready? Are you you hyped for this? Super. Okay, let's get it on. Okay. Uh, you don't see what I have here, but you saw the last video. You know how this works. I'm going to spin the wheel and... Um, what I'll do is I'll paste the question in. Oh, what happened? <laughs> there was nothing. Oh, no. Okay. We we might have to. That was a foul. It, it spun and nothing came of it. <laughs> it didn't bring up any questions, I think. Okay. Okay. This is good. This, this one's good. This one's easy. I'll copy it in for you. But what is the best way for a person to attain happiness? Oh, that is not a good start. That's a fantastic start. What is the meaning of life? How do we attain happiness? I, I feel very confronted by that question. Um, this should, this look, this is assuming we have attained happiness, but uh, I'm ready for you to go first. Thank you. What a gentleman. <laughs> I think a wise friend once told me yes. that comparison is the thief <laughs> of joy. Thank you to Theodore Roosevelt. I, I believe that's that's his quote. The wise, wise man. So perhaps the way to attain happiness yes. is compare only to your past self and not to others. Mm. First, I think it's important to define happiness, right? What is happiness? And and it's so subjective. Happiness is different for everybody. It's a day of big questions. I got asked today to define thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Now you're asking me what is happiness. This should be right I up your alley know. then. This is like you've been talking about it all day. I don't have the answers to these questions today. Well, look, happiness is different for everybody, right? I mean, for it goes back to the age-old um, example of you see kids in th- third-world country just living off the land and being very happy, oblivious to, you know, the first-world <laughs> problems that we have, yeah. and that is their happiness versus someone in the Western world, first-world country. That um, happiness means the big yacht, the the big-paying job, the beautiful relationship, whatever it is. So it's very subjective. So, uh, look, I don't know how to answer what is the best way for a person to attain happiness. But in saying that, thinking about what you just said, is what's missing, and then this is a different argument altogether, but Mm. is it connection? Because our developed countries, that's what's starting to go missing in social Mm. media, in, you know, our population. It is kind of so competitive. There's so many other things going on. And when Mm. that connection falls apart, we are unhappy, even though we've got, what could be measurable success compared to? Yeah, I like that actually. I I do agree with you that um, it's uh, one thing is I've learned that you the, the quote that you said comparison is thief of joy. That that's that's true. You know, yes. I may not know what happiness is, but I may know what robs you of a certain type of yeah. positive feeling, right? Yeah. And comp- peace. Yeah, exactly. And always comparing yourself, that will rob you of any potential happiness that you will have. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I know what's happiness for me, though. Just having family around, um, yeah. you know, being able to support, provide for people that are important to you. And to your yeah. point, it's that community, it's it's and everything else. Um, goes back to that that uh, that experiment where they put one rat in the maze, fed it whatever it fed it, and it kept going back to there. But when they, I think it was like heroin. I don't think it was heroin. <laughs> <laughs> We're just feeding rats heroin. <laughs> <laughs> We're feeding rats heroin, and it kept going back to to get its dose of heroin. But as soon as you introduced like you know more rats. Um, into the community, it stopped going back for that because it had already sought its its happiness, its community, it, that social connection that it needed. Did we just solve drug addiction in society we at did. the same time? <laughs> we did. We always knew this, though. It's not like we didn't know this. We already knew this. So there you Everyone go. Everyone just needs a friend. We all need multiple friends, okay? I, I will stop there. We don't want to talk about friends. All right, so I'm going to hide this because I think we've managed to solve that Question. I'm going to spin the wheel again. <laughs> oh, it needs to spin faster. Hurry up. Oh, no. I like that reaction. Is free will... No. Yeah. Is free will real or just an illusion? Oh, dear. That's too deep. That's, That's too really, deep. That's a really big... Okay. I, I, I've delved into this listening to YouTube videos and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... Um, there's this one guy, I can't remember his name now, but he says there's no such thing as free will because every everything that has led you to do what you've done, every decision that you've made, it's because of a prior experience. It's, okay. it's a result of something that's happened to you. Even okay. going down as far as when you were a fetus in your mother's stomach, you know, you came out a certain way because your mother had trauma. So in, even in that sense, you had no free will because your mother's trauma or your mother's happiness or whatever contributed to you being who you are now. Yes. Therefore, there's no such thing as free will. I don't like it. I know. I don't. I do. Okay. Do you like the idea that we have free will or we don't have? Like, where do you where do you sit at least? Like, can you be a product of your environment? Because I don't argue there. Like, things happen and influence you, and you know you're behaviors and everything else it is it's defined by your experiences and your past i accept that but can that rob you of your free will because you then can take that on board if you have enough awareness mm -hmm. and you know where you're at where your decision making model is coming from can you not then implement some free will and be like i didn't like this therefore i will not do it to others but That's is that free will the fact that you implemented something different as a result of that experience did that experience not cause you to have that make that decision yeah. do you know what i mean but i have choice <laughs> yeah but that choice was predicated on that previous experience do you know it's that's why i'm like oh my god this question because it's like the rabbit or the chicken and the egg you know what i mean yeah it's it's a hard one because okay let's let's go through a life cycle of somebody right yes and let's go the life cycle of someone we know best Okay. Yes. Um, Adult heroin addict, you know, yep. um, mother was uh, an addict, suffered from, um, you know, was using while you were in the womb, right? Mm -hmm. Came out, uh, what are those babies called? I can't remember. Like came out already addicted and going through withdrawals, right? Yep. So already there is trauma there inbuilt into that DNA, right? And every decision leading up to that kid's childhood 
is predicated on the fact that this happened to him while in vivo. Is that no vivo is is a vivo? test tube. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah, in utero, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So that, that, that you know what I mean? It's like. But what we're talking about is like that fetus doesn't have. This is getting deeper than it needs to. But that fetus doesn't have free will either because mm. it, like it doesn't exist yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, at mm. what point yes. do you get to have like an active participation role mm. in what's going on? As like, I understand that this is around me and this is how I want to respond to it. That's my will. Mm. But there's plenty of people out there who don't exercise that free will. They're just very much like, it's happening to me, therefore I shall. Yes. X, Y, Z. We've met a lot of those people. It's yes. just, uh, I'm a product of my circumstances. This is just how it is for me. Yes. And I can't change things. Um, and we, we're we rebels against that because the the work we do requires <laughs> you to believe that there is a will to change. Um, yeah. If we didn't believe in free will, both of us would be in some real trouble. Yeah. I mean, I understand that both camps. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a deep one. It requires a, a, a whole podcast on its own. But, um, yeah. you know, we're just going to have to agree that there's multiple facets to free will and it's it's yeah. nothing that we can explain in one city <laughs> all right here we go this one is a long one i'm going to copy it in and read it out to you at the same time would it be more frightening to discover that humans are the most advanced species in the universe or that we are far from being the most advanced species in the universe? before i derail this question mm. I need to figure out if either of those scare me. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I, I was doing the same as I was reading it. Like I, I certainly don't think that we are the most advanced species in the universe. Mm. And maybe that means I'm comfortable with it. And that certainly doesn't confront me. So I'm trying to think if we were, if that okay. would be. So you already, you're, you're already on the side of that we are not the most advanced. There's more advanced species out there in the universe than us. Yes. Does that scare you? No, that's that's what I mean. I think I've just I've always maybe thought that, mm. so it, it doesn't confront me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You're not. You're things not. Do a lot of dumb things. Like so, the idea of an alien race coming to murder humankind doesn't scare you. Why is it always got to go in that direction? What if they wanted to make peace? Because I think humans <laughs> would not want to make peace because <laughs> we're dumb. So- we're the problem yeah we are the problem well maybe then that is frightening that because we're not the most advanced Mm. we would reject an opportunity for growth yep wouldn't it wouldn't it be sad though if we were the most advanced sad it's it's sad on so many levels i mean advanced species look straight away when you read that you think about technological advancement Okay. Or that's what I do anyway. I think, okay, maybe technologically ad- most advanced. But really, that whole humans are the most advanced species could come in so many facets, like emotion, most emotionally advanced species, most intellectually advanced species, technologically advanced species, right? But like humans as emotional creatures are dumb as hell. Yes. And we're driven by all the wrong things. Like we, we're not the most rational when mm. it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's as advanced as we get. That's that is scary. And and the upper echelons of humans of who we respect and admire is 
it's becoming more absurd now. It's just a popularity contest. It's not the most smartest person in the world. It's it's probably at this moment in time. Yeah. At this moment it's probably the the most richest, which is ultimately sad, right? The richest yeah. person is wins the popularity contest. And that's what everybody wants. Yeah. And uh And that's answers we get. And whilst Elon Musk, I love his rockets and solar panels and whatnot. I don't think he's yeah. the most advanced species. It is not representative of the most advanced human. You know what I mean? The best that we're going to get. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's frightening. If you believe that humans right now are the most advanced in the universe, that is very sad. It's very bleak. Yeah, it is very <laughs> bleak. Um, and let's just hope that there are more advanced species out there and that they are kind and that they are, you know, wonderful, beautiful, forgiving, compassionate beings. And that we wish to accept them. Yes, yes, indeed. Indeed that we wish to accept them. Spinning the wheel of shame. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Another long one. Okay. Why are there so many long ones? Would selectively breeding an animal such as a dog based on intelligence increase its intelligence over time? If so, how intelligent could dogs become? If not, how does intelligence emerge in a species? Hmm. Okay. I feel I feel dumb mm. for thinking that the first part is obvious. Like if we bred any species based on one trait, whether it's intelligence or anything, yep. and you, that's what we continue to breed, then yes, over time that would increase. Yes, I agree with you. Am I misunderstanding something? No. There's something in biology I don't understand. Nope. You've, you've okay. answered the first question and I, I'm very much – um in line with what you believe yeah yes if we just choose that trait specifically and keep breeding it over time yes i believe they will become intelligent over time so if so how intelligent could dogs become like is there a ceiling for what's intelligence in a dog i feel like we've talked about this have we i feel like we have maybe it's part of the lost content but like no we we talked we talked about how um dogs can't understand other dogs like an Aussie dog can't understand a Chinese dog <laughs> language. Yes. That was language. It was a question on language. But we also talked about like for a dog, its capacity compared to a human. Like we us assessing its intelligence, we're expecting it to do what we want it to do. Mm. And therefore we class it as not intelligent because it can't function as we are. And even then, like I think it would be limited by like its physical ability to for example right if you kept breeding intelligence to a dog the dog would eventually figure out hey i can actually do much more on two legs than i could on four probably not the case i'm just saying right but then physically but but physically it couldn't like it couldn't start walking on two legs i mean its anatomy wouldn't even allow it even though intellectually it could rationalize that yes i would be better walking bipedally but like isn't that how we all started? So you, so do you reckon? Allegedly. <laughs> all the Christians will be cursing you right now. Catholic Church coming oh, after you. Right <laughs> um, perhaps this is how we all started. So, are you saying that it would, uh, just over time change, morph, adapt? Darwinism or Darwinism? Natural selection. Natural selection. Just, just, maybe, maybe. 
I don't know. Just have dogs on two legs run in the country. Yeah. I think it's done that. I mean, I, I think, I wonder why they chose dogs as opposed to chimps or gorillas. Maybe right? to stop leap I just made. <laughs> because, like, this, we wouldn't have so much issue if it was like, oh, if we, if you intellectually bred chimps on, you know, because they're pretty close enough that you could actually see them. It's happening. Yeah. We've all seen Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we, we have, and we know how that ended. Yeah. It's not good. Civilization collapses <laughs> due to due to literally people breeding smart monkeys. So no, no smart dogs. Yeah, let's not let's uh yeah let's not breed dogs Anything based on intelligence. Dog. Okay, let's just not do that. Let's hide. Let's let dogs be dogs. That's right. You know, the Aussie dogs will never speak to the Colombian dogs. Let's just you know, <laughs> it's fine. Just let them be. All right, the next one. Is it possible for a human to fathom the true depths of reality and existence? <laughs> the big guns coming no. out tonight. Oh no! I'm just saying no. Why? Can't you say no? I'm I'm gonna open this up mm. as a, it's gonna sound like an open question, but it's pretty closed. Okay. There's one criticism that you like to give me as a person. Oh no! <laughs> and it's, it's the depth of thought that I. I go into. Yeah. And even then, yeah. right, myself and my fellow overthinkers out there in the world yes. who maybe get more out of situations than most. Yes. I think we're 1% of the way there. Like, oh, there's no way. We don't have an understanding of reality and existence mm. and everything behind it. Mm. Yeah. No, I agree you with already, you. <laughs> you make arguments that I'm not functional, that I'm, <laughs> what? I'm too deep. Like, You're too what? I'm too deep. Like I can't, you know, I'm not living. I'm, I'm get lost in the weeds. Yes. No, I only say that in the terms of getting lost in the weeds and w wasting energy when it's not necessary to waste energy, right? Yeah. But in terms of whether we're able to fathom the true depths of reality existence, no, of course we can't, right? We don't even know. The universe is infinite to kind of bring it back to the, you know, whole space aliens is facing like yeah. we don't understand the reality of what we see half the time yes you know and for us to i look i can't i literally cannot fathom humans no. being that yeah we are not the most advanced species on earth these yeah. are all coming together exactly and you know like there's senses that we can't even pick up you know like ultrasound and sound waves and like yeah, there's stuff that we can't even hear, smell, like, you know, a greyhound can smell th stuff that we can't, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we even fathom that we know everything there is to know? We can't. And I think tying back as well to the fact that we are an emotional species, I think if we got like one one millionth the depth of our own existence or the depth of our own reality, mm. we'd all just be really sad. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like that would be really overwhelming. Like, do you not feel like you would be overcome by your reality if you really understood everything all the time? Curiosity mm. keeps me, like, excited. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how those monks do it then. Like, they just seem so content with because they. I think they just accept that they'll never be able to know or, or understand all and it is just how it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and would you want to? 
No. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. Like you said, you'd probably be miserable. But that's just... There are things that but, are better off not being understood. Yeah. But then are you assuming that that at the light at the end of the tunnel is a is a dark light as opposed to a bright light? <laughs> that's a loaded question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be miserable? Maybe you'd, you'd understand everything and be so filled with compassion and, and joy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my just, professional judgment i'm, I'm not saying, sure it could be positive that's all i'm saying we we just don't know all right i've spun the wheel again because i'm get moving on oh yeah get me out of this <laughs> oh no i i'm finding these questions quite difficult tonight i don't know why okay are intentions or outcomes more important when judging whether actions are moral why are they so deep Oh, you and I have had this several times. Yeah, we, we, I'm sure we have. Probably off camera, maybe. Or yes. important. Okay. Are intentions or outcomes more important when judging whether actions are moral? Mm. This is the train. This David. is the train. Yes, this, this is the train. Wow. This is the train. And we spent hours discussing this. Intentions all the way. So let's let's perfectly use that example then because I think yes. you that you can kind of well explain this better than myself so go ahead all right so treat this scenario as just Mm non-negotiable there's a train you've come across it you can see it's heading in a direction on that direction there are five people tied to the tracks and we just accept that you cannot help them Mm -hmm. the option then that you realize is that there's a lever where you can derail the track divert its course in an opposite direction Mm -hmm. but that train track has one person tied to it yes now forgiving all other questions and yep no taxis on this scenario no no other factors yep do we allow the train to continue on its course hitting five people or do we divert the train hitting the one yes and why okay so my one was i would divert and kill the one what was yours yeah that I would leave it where it is and I would kill the five. Yes. Okay. So um, in that scenario, my, uh, it was... You are outcomes. My own outcomes, in- yes. my Yes, that's right. My own outcome because the outcome of killing five um, is much worse than diverting and just killing the one. Yes. It was better to just um, kill the one and save the five. Yes. Yes. And explain your one. Okay. This is the unpopular opinion. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Not many people agree with me. My argument is that what you're doing based on that outcome, which you have no way to determine is better or worse, Mm -hmm. but that is kind of like your decision-making model. Mm. You are making a choice. You are actively driving Yes. An outcome. Yes. Based on information that you don't have. Yes. I would argue more so in your scenario than mine that you have killed someone mm-hmm. because you approached that track and you said, this cannot happen. Mm-hmm. I want this to happen. Yep. Not having all the information, but having enough to go, this was a decision I made. Yes. Leaving the train to continue as it is. Yes. My intention is, I don't know, I guess accepting that it is not my decision to make i yes. don't have that power that control all of the information i need to determine what's yes. going on yes and my intention is not to kill mm-hmm. the fact that it kind of was happening anyway 
yep. is the scenario that we're in. And my argument, if I recall correctly, was that's a cop out. That was your argument. Yeah. Correct. Um, and I because we're on different sides of yes. the coin on this. The train. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if anyone is actually listening, I want them to actually say what they would do. Because you already yeah. know, you've you've probably read the research paper or something that statistically, you you have the more unfavorable response, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, like I understand your position completely, void of any other knowledge. Yes. Yes, it's it's you. Your position is I just don't want to be involved, right? I just don't want to have like a say in in like I I I hear you when you say in my scenario I've literally killed somebody because I've divert, diverted the train. So I have actually killed that one, uh, one person. Yeah. Right. Yes. But do you also see that by being a bystander, I'm sure there's a law against this too, by being a bystander and not doing something, you're complicit in the murder of those five. So. This was on the last my- episode of Seinfeld, by the way. <laughs> they didn't love that guy. Is that it always comes down to the argument that gets thrown back at me is that it makes you a bystander. Mm -hmm. And I understand where that position comes from, but a bystander, like it's assumed, and maybe this is connotations here, but it's assumed as a bystander that it's Mm. not coming with careful consideration, that it's not a decision. It almost is like, you know, like, what is it? Fight, flight, and freeze. Mm-hmm. Bystander kind of feels like the freeze. Like scenarios hit you, and you just kind of didn't know what to do, and you got stuck. Mm-hmm. And that I think takes away from the point. The argument here is about intentions and outcomes. Mm-hmm. So it's not about me bystanding. It's the fact that I am more morally mm-hmm. concerned with what decision I made and why. Yes. Than what happened next? Yes, I get it. So. I, could I live with the fact that I stood there knowing mm-hmm. that a train was heading in the direction of five people mm-hmm. compared to I've allowed myself to open up the part of me that said, yeah, one person can die. That's fine. I've mm. made that choice. Yep. And because this is a moral problem, mm. not a, a bystander problem, it's about how I could live with that decision moving forward. So if this was not just a theoretical exercise and you were faced with this yes. in real life, Yes. Would you do different? I don't believe so. Mm, okay. And I think that's meant to be the point. Like you're, you're meant to treat this as how you would genuinely respond. And I think for me, what it comes down to, and maybe it's some control issues, yep. intentions, I can control. Mm-hmm. I know how I'm feeling, what I'm hoping for, what my literal intention is. Yeah. The outcome is then out of my hands. I do X, Y, Z behavior and whatever happens, mm-hmm. despite the best intentions, I can't confirm that that is going to happen but if i was to base my entire decision making rationale on Mm. what i was hoping to achieve when i have no control in that Mm. that feels reckless like to me that feels like you're throwing caution to the wind and then trying to throw up an argument of but i did it for the right reasons but don't you feel like in that scenario in the train one you do have control over the outcome no. And it's for all the arguments that go against someone who's based on the outcome or the consequences. So the other parts of this scenario then become, oh, but what if the one person is like Mother Teresa and no, no, five there's no, are, yeah, forget the what ifs and everything else, you know? Like to answer your question, mm. that's where I come back to. I, I could I could live with it. I wouldn't change my mind. Mm. 
because I, I have no way of knowing that that outcome is better off. Yep. Yeah. Does that make sense? But if, if, but if yeah. everything was equal though, you know, we, we didn't know their circumstances or anything else. We just purely know that there was five versus one still intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't put that train there. I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't wake up in the morning and put those five people on those tracks and say that train is coming for you. Ah, but but actually, I did pull that lever. God put you in that position. <laughs> it was a Here test. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving on. Please don't send in our hate mail towards Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You just killed Mother Teresa, but okay. <laughs> oh, I never like Mother Teresa anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, this is mm, I don't know. What are the biggest mo- what are the biggest moral dilemmas your country is facing now? There you go. Mm, I don't know. What are the biggest moral d- dilemmas your country? You still there? You're frozen. Oh. I'm trying to think about what's in the news. <laughs> yeah, no, that's boring. Let's let's skip this. We have the what power to skip. Right now? Oh, I, I, look, I, I, I feel like there's other moral dilemmas and, and it's not based on country. It's like global moral dilemmas. So don't, let's just bypass that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? These questions are so long and complex. Different okay. people and different organisms perceive reality in vastly different ways. Agreed. With that in mind, what is real and what is just our perception of reality? <laughs> or does every organism live in its own personal reality? Oh, I actually like this question. This is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like the second part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very because we so. both agree in the first part already. Okay. Yeah. So an ant perceives what an ant perceives, a human perceives what we perceive. So with that in mind, what is real and what is just our perception of reality? See, this is the thing, right? We we see a scenario through the lens of our reality, which is governed by our personal experiences, our our trauma, <laughs> our issues, our daddy issues, Mommy our, issues. our attachment issues, our detachment <laughs> issues. You know. So, no one feels personally attacked yeah. by this conversation. No one. So does every organism live in its own personal reality? Yes. Mm. Yes, I think it does. Mm. I I think the more I think about this, that I guess us as a species, which I just don't think we're capable of living in reality. Your mm. own perception of reality is just about all you can fathom. It's that age old like yeah. your side, my side and the truth. Mm. Yes. We are seeing the world through a lens and no matter how unbiased, open-minded, you know, yeah. all of those wonderful things, yes. there's still a lens being applied. You're just never going to yeah. see anything other than your own perception of reality. Yeah. And don't you feel like now more than ever, reality is so confusing? Like with yes. social media, with manipulation of of media, with the news, and what you're told is real versus not. And, you know, it's like your reality is not even your reality anymore. It's someone else's reality that's been projected onto you and you've just assumed yeah. it to be true. It's like, uh, yeah, so we, we definitely all live in our own reality because we interpret stuff differently. And I think that's what it is as well. Like we live in a reality where we don't have all of the information and that's why we retreat to our own perception because you can only go off based off, off what you have. Yep. 
if things are being withheld from you and, and reality, you're never going to get the full picture, then how can you mm. actually know what is real and what's going on? Yeah. There's too much information to process that way. Yeah. I th- yeah. It's a false reality that we live, which kind of then goes uh, to you question like, what's the purpose of taking, trying to take everything in? Because you know, it's like, can you really accept it to be true? And is this real? And is this. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. It might be good just being an ant or a cockroach. It's just like you wake up one day and you all you know is food. That's all you need to know. I sleep, I die. <laughs> Pretty much. I know a big foot squash. That is my reality. See, we're, we're, we're too smart for our own good. So, like, the people that like come up with these questions, right? How do people come up with these questions and why? People who have too much time on their hands. But someone know. must have thought about these 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 topics to come up with these questions. Somebody hasn't slept in about fifteen years, wondering <laughs> the definition of life. <laughs> Do you reckon this will make us smarter people? The fact that we're going through these questions and answering them, because like the normal person, the everyday Joe, look at us, so elite, would not be thinking <laughs> about this stuff. No, not at all. Yeah, and I'm they just... would be more dismissive of it and and unwilling to take it on. And I'm thinking about what I just said, like. Even though we don't have all of the information, we live in our own perception of reality, mm. we still try to understand. We don't always dismiss it just because, like, we have the capacity to at least try mm. to see things through the lens of others. And yeah. That's- and I think, look, humans are curious creatures. I mean, it, it, it makes sense for us to kind of – we enjoy just dreaming too, I suppose, to an extent, you know. But anyway, the next question, if someone you loved was killed in – oh, I remember this one. I didn't think you liked this one. If someone you loved was killed in front of you, but someone created a copy of them that was perfect right down to the atomic level, would they be the same person and would you love them just as much? Ooh, weird vibes. (laughs) Weird weird clone vibes. (laughs) Mm. This is the future, by the way. This this question, you're, you're, you're looking down the barrel of the future. No one ever dies? No. That... You can you can just like clone the person that you love that has passed away. Have you All seen right, those so deep fakes? Have you seen deep fakes? Do you know about no, deep fakes? No. Okay. Well, once you're done, Google deep fakes, and no. they're essentially like computer AI generated video of mm-hmm. famous celebrities um, or anyone really. They use their voice, they use their image, they use everything, and kind of make them say and do different things right and what they do is they just scrape all the data of let's say obama right because he's got a lot of data out there right he's the president he has heaps of images his videos there's his voice everywhere he's all his speeches and they use ai to kind of just generate him and make him say whatever they want to do or, or want to say so th- this is out there already and it's amazing technology mm-hmm. but this yeah. makes me think of this we're, we're just walking down this path yeah but then this is probably broader than the actual question. Hmm. Like, is it not the human response that part of love and part of life and living is knowing loss? Mm-hmm. Having lost something, do you love the next thing more because you know that it's not forever? Like your capacity to engage with your environment comes from what experiences you've had again mm-hmm. that things are supposed to not be permanent? Um, I will answer, even though you're diverting from the question, but I love that romanticized idea 
of something that's still living. I, I, and I, I do. I really love it because, yes, I agree with you. You know, it's like you don't realize, you know, what's that cliche? You don't realize until you've lost it, right? Yeah. How much it yeah. means to you. Um, yeah. And, and like by virtue of, of, of loving something, like you're meant to feel that way, right? You, you, I think there's a reason why sadness exists, right? Yes. And you're meant to be confronted by the idea of loss. Yes. And I, so tying it back to the question, would they be the same person? Would you love them just as much? I don't think so. Because mm. one, I would be taking them for granted while they were alive, going, I'll just get new you if you jump in front of mm. that bus. Mm. And I have nothing to lose here. So, like, I don't even really need to try. Yes. Yeah. Let's say, for example, okay, we start fighting and we're not getting along anymore. I'm mm. not challenging myself to grow as a person with you in this relationship. Yeah. What if then I feel like my murderous intent is coming out? What if I then just say, I kill you off? Like, I messed this one up. And we'll try again. Yeah, we'll throw you out and then we'll get the next you to come back and like I'll get a redo. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is the whole like reincarnation arguments Mm. that we are developing, bettering ourselves, reaching that ultimate self. Mm. And we're just kind of like cycling it immediately. And I've, I can see that going badly very quickly. Yeah, I, I think so too. First of all, I think it's wrong anyway. If we're going down this path, then we shouldn't really go down this path. Um, if yeah. Let bygones be bygones. We shouldn't like recreate something that's been lost um, unless they're like a protective species or something. Maybe that's different, <laughs> like extinct. Actually, yeah, okay. But anyway, we're talking about humans. Anyway, yes. Okay. Human. Um, okay, so I, I agree with you. Okay, we shouldn't be doing that, and I don't like the idea. And I and it, I agree that it devalues that actual person if yeah. you can kind of just continue having a, a you know a retry. So, but in relation to this question, if it was exactly the same person right down to the atomic level, um, would they be the same person? Uh, uh, again, it's like that person. A person is has they are who they are because they've lived through that experience for them to become that person. Like, would they have the same experiences? Would they be able to... Like, they're not going to have the same experiences. Like have if the you, same memories? Yeah. Ex- well, that's the thing. Like, would you have the same memories? If you died in 2022, like, you can't redo all the same experience that you've had to become this person. Um, and would you love them just the same? I don't... I think you'd want to. That idea in your head is, you know, they've never left, right? But it's like, do they love you the same? <laughs> Can we talk about the elephant in the room what is as it? well? What is that? Someone you loved was killed right in front of you. I oh, don't yeah. know that I want them brought back to life and then I have to stare at them all day long. That's a lot of trauma. Oh, dude. I didn't even yeah, think of that. That first part is so confronting. What the hell? I, I don't want you to come back so I can relive that every day and then go back to being terrified. Like, even if I can recreate you and you're coming back, do I have to watch you die 10 more times? Like, that's very, no. I wouldn't yeah. love them just as much. I'd be sad and scared all the time. Yeah. No, that's not cool. <laughs> I don't know. My answer is no to this question. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, The last part, would you love them just as much? I think you'd want to. Because in your head, you've shared all these experiences and all these memories and all these occasions with this person. But if you hit the reset button on them, they wouldn't, I don't think they would have the same memories, you know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want it to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want it to happen. 
Okay, it's when not you're cool. gone, stay gone. That's it. Stay gone. Be gone. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Spinning the wheel once again. <laughs> what goodies will it give us this time? All right. Is it possible to prove that other people besides yourself have consciousness? No, I don't like that one. Do you want to skip that one? Yes. <laughs> We're cheating here, but it's like, uh, why is conscious questions? I don't. We need that. the light and fluffy version of a yeah. wheel. <laughs> That's the like amateur version of philosophical questions. Oh, what this? It's and they're also morbid. This is another morbid one. If you had to guess, what do you think would be the most likely way you'll die? No, skip. <laughs> I feel like it would be something dumb, really dumb. Oh, really? Yeah, I I don't see an, a natural natural progression out there for me. Mm, I just go for the peaceful, quiet route. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think this one we can deal with. Okay. What are the benefits and drawbacks of diversity in society? I think this is kind of important given the current nature of our world. Yes. With um, how it's it's interesting how social media has connected us all so intimately and yet we feel so divided with all the groups that have kind of... Emerged. Yes, exactly. So um, this, again, like I said, like, can we have the amateur version? Because it's like, I can only think of the very shallow responses mm-hmm. to benefits, like yeah. great food, different cultures, <laughs> you know, <laughs> different languages, <laughs> cultural traditions. I mean, all these benefits of diversity, great, fantastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything deeper than that. Um, Acceptance, like. Drawbacks. Respect or drawbacks. Yeah, that's probably the more interesting part or controversial. I guess an argument could be made Mm -hmm. that maybe there's a loss of identity for some. And what I'm thinking here is like Australians, Mm. true blue Aussies Mm. may tell you that they feel as though they don't have a sense of culture or self or diversity. So maybe it's that loss of like identity because there's so much diversity around you it's almost like everyone's unique so i'm not special Mm. does that make sense that's a drawback right is it i don't understand why they would lose their sense of identity just because you mean it becomes a bit diluted yeah amongst the crowd yes but does the net negative net positive like outweigh the negative you you think far miles as a majority Australian person, Hmm. I'm very glad that there's diversity out there because it would just be really bland and boring Hmm. without it. But I'm trying to be the devil's advocate here Hmm. and and see if people would be sad by that. No, no, no. I I also, it's it's good that you raised that point because, yeah, I can, that's a valid point. I mean, with so much diversity, then it becomes literally a melting pot of everything and is there then diversity if everything just gets mixed together? I mean, maybe the positive of that is we just eventually see each other as people. Yeah, and then you start to blend so much that it's there's, well, this is turning into a positive and not a drawback, but, like, if you get so used to things being different mm. that there's less for you to, like, try to oppose yeah. that us and them type argument should also start to dissipate when it, you're just surrounded by so many things that are different yeah 
we need to ask like a hardcore racist this person at this question because like (laughs) you know we can't answer it without like i I honestly um don't see any drawbacks i don't i honestly don't see any drawbacks i'm cool i'm cool with everybody like um just come enjoy you know whatever there's there's just oh actually you know what though one big family oh no okay Races coming out. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> Look, oh, man, I'm gonna sound like a bigot or something. But there's, there's like some things um, that probably shouldn't come across. <laughs> some okay. some cultural practices, uh, like for example, female genitalia circumcision. All right, like that's also where my mind went. Yeah, like keep that uh, cultural <laughs> diversity. Yeah, I right. I can I can do without that without that. Right. So, I mean, there's drawbacks in the sense that some, and look, dude, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. I, I hope I don't offend anyone. I'm, I'm not a racist or anything like that. Right. But the, like there's some cultural traditions or views probably clash with Western ideals. Right. And yes. I think we're uncomfortable with that. That's why we can see drawbacks of diversity. Yes. Because it, they, but is that again? It challenges our sense of self because we, we always think that we're doing it right. Each yes. culture on both opposing sides thinks that they are the superior, mm. even for lack of a better word. So mm. the drawback then becomes that sense of competition that I have to stand my ground and hold up the values of my culture. Mm. Yeah, withstanding all others. Yeah, it's interesting that we're we're more than willing to take the shallow parts of people's diversity. But when it gets deeper and they're asking for more, then it's like, ah, yeah, we yeah. don't want to give you all the rights. <laughs> I'll eat your food, but take your values home. Yeah, like- that's right. That's right. I'll, I'll enjoy your food. But when you ask for have, to have equal rights, yeah, no. You know, Not here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm going to move on before we get stuck in the weeds. <laughs> with that one. We get ourselves into some sort of trouble. Yeah. Look. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think it's a net positive. Again, Mm -hmm. I just want the food, okay? (laughs) All right. This one is kind of pertinent for current media. Is some degree of censorship necessary? Given given that I I think more now than ever, there is censorship. Like, you know. Yes. But back in the day, I, I suppose you never was so easily able to spread information. So, yes, you know. There's there's a, a place for it now. Um, is there some degree of censorship necessary? Yes, I I would just say Absolutely. I think so. Um, people are dangerous with their ideas. Yes, and um, I think yeah. But say again, it raises the question: if you kind of expand on this question, who does the censoring and who who makes know, that decision? Yeah, who makes the rules on what needs what should be censored and what isn't? Um, especially recent times with a certain global, uh, you know, disease, some what? things were being censored. You know, you weren't allowed to talk about certain things and certain research and results. Um, I bring to mind that apparently the vaccine was causing people to have like infertility issues and no oh. one, and the news was suppressing that because it was deemed misinformation not disinformation and now it turns out that uh that's very valid so again it's like censorship but who governs that and who makes the rules who's in charge mm. who, who do you think Inquality? should who do you think should 
Okay, who should? Mm. Government Is bodies, like what? I don't, I don't have the answer because I don't have a faith in whom would be reasonable about it. Yeah, but yet we, we, but yet we both believe that there should be. Yes, but I was thinking about this on a much more like micro level. <laughs> like I was thinking like person to person. Oh, okay. Not that I partake in in this, but like there are people who benefit from certain information being censored. You know, the old like. I didn't tell someone something because I didn't want to hurt them. Mm. Like doing that, you're censoring information for the mm. benefit of that person. Yes. There's arguments there about that being a necessary everyday activity, but that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, is on an interpersonal yep. level, not yes. on a yep. government and societal <laughs> Oh, well, of course. I think we both would agree that personal censorship should be, you know, applicable most times. You know, if you're a decent human being where you don't want to hurt anyone or cause any chaos or trouble, like I think to an extent, we can all not say things that we're thinking half the time. But derailing the question, my personal stance on that is that I I don't appreciate that on a personal level. Okay, why? I would rather be told because like your decision to not hurt me by mm-hmm. sharing information with me, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it will or won't hurt me. Mm-hmm. That assumes a weakness in me. Like I can't handle this information. I don't have the capacity to process whatever it is that you're keeping from me. Okay. Who is better at making that decision? You or me when I have to live it. Like that feels like my autonomy has been stolen and I don't like that. Yes. Okay. What if they're right though? My philosophy will always be Mm. that like if you tell me, yes, I can handle it. I will process it. Yes. But if you hide it from me, if mm. it is censored from me mm. in the name of whatever argument you're making, yeah, there's no returning from that. Because like, there's never going to be a reason where I'll say it was necessary to do because it's not your decision to make. Mm. But I guess you'd be none the wiser. See, the thing is like people don't want to burn bridges, right? That's the reason why they don't you know, say okay. things or the reason why they censor themselves, right? Mm-hmm. It's because maybe they don't want to hurt you. Maybe they think it's for your benefit or whatever reason, whether it's self-serving for them or, yeah, or whether it's true. Yeah. But people, I think, believe most of the time they will censor themselves because they just don't want the drama, right? Whether that's you're talking to a stranger on the street and his breath smells and you just don't want to tell him. like. Yeah. You know, it's like you just don't want to risk the fact that he can't handle it or she can't handle it and don't want to burn any bridges, don't want to upset anybody. So they self-censor. Um, and I understand where you're coming from as well. I just don't want to deal with the drama. <laughs> Do you keep secrets, David? <laughs> of course, we all keep secrets. Oh, maybe you don't. You just tell people how it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Absolutely do. <laughs> but like... Yeah, no, that's that's why, you know, there's office politics, for example, because yeah. you don't you, you have to play the game. You don't want to say everything that's on your mind because you know certain people won't handle it well. Yes. And and whilst you say it's not your decision to kind of assume whether I can or cannot handle it, you know, I only go by past experiences. And yeah. if I self if, if I know Yeah, and if I know you can, then I might be more inclined to you know, tell you and be upfront and honest with you. But then does that not open the door? And we've seen this too then. Mm. You, let's say using the example of office politics where mm. then like do you not then become complicit in that information? Yes. For fear of 
sharing information that's going to upset the one, you could yep. then be upsetting the many. 100%. You are complicit. You're avoiding a hard conversation. Yes. Yeah. You're complicit in perpetuating whatever it is that you have issues with. Yes. Right? If you're not voicing it and you're not airing it out, then you can't complain if it happens again and again and again and again. Yes, you're complicit in 100%. Then the but, censorship in that is not like it, you can't argue in its favor because it's no. like it's more detrimental to you. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, in that sense, um, I don't know whether it's necessary or not necessary in terms of this question, but yeah, it doesn't do you any favors um, if if you know you don't enlighten that person. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought about it on a very global global <laughs> level because I miss the conspiracy tinfoil hat. <laughs> Love a good conspiracy. All right. Spinning the wheel again. See, it's good that we kind of branch off. You were thinking of the micro and I was thinking of like macroscopically, globally. The world is affected. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, dear. All right. This will be our last one because we've, we've ticked over the one hour and we'll end yeah. on a positive note, I think. Oh. Does marriage as an institution need to be updated or is it fine how married versus unmarried right now? Yeah. Do I have any rights in this conversation? Of course you do. Everyone has a right to opinion. But I know nothing. Like I don't know if the the romantic idea of marriage that I believe in mm. is a reality. So I don't know if it needs to change. Do you want it to change? Well, okay, hang on. What is your idea? What, what, uh, as in marriage, do you believe marriage is an institution? It's something that a person needs to go through in order to, I don't know, get to that point in their life. They need to be married. Or do you believe that um, you could be in a relationship with someone, not get married, um, and live for the rest of your life? And, you know, I don't know, the, the, you know, the institution, the idea, the concept of marriage. Do you believe in that? Yes. Okay. Yes. But what troubles me about what you just said is like, do you feel that people need to? Yeah. It's not about that. I feel that people should want to. And I think that maybe that's the thing that needs to be updated or changed, that people should be entering into it because they want to. Because I think romantically that it's like as an idea, mm -hmm. it's about that commitment to each other that, you know, you're, you're both staying in a relationship for the purposes of bettering it you guys are going to grow and develop together ongoing forever and ever and a day mm. that as an idea is really lovely mm -hmm. i think it becomes problematic when that's not why marriage happens yeah let's let's um kind of tweak it a little bit and, and think of marriage the institution of marriage being between a, a man and a, a woman okay yes does it need to be updated i'm saying yes as though it hasn't already, like the old school idea of marriage has already been updated mm. to accommodate like gay people. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the the idea of marriage hasn't stayed as traditional as society's understanding of love relationships mm. and intimate partners. Like as we've changed, marriage changed too, like slowly, but it, it happened. I don't even know what like the concept of marriage is like <laughs> you're the married one <laughs> no i mean like as an institution when they say it's an institution it's like this long tradition that's spanned eons and it's like ingrained in every culture it's an institution you know um i don't know it doesn't need to be updated i don't care 
the first thing that crossed my mind when I heard this question was the argument and I guess the transition now where traditional, what are they, vows Mm. have been updated to no longer say that I don't, I don't know what it is, that I will love, protect and obey. So obey as a vow has been removed. So something like that in terms of, you know, that was an idea in a marriage that has been updated again to reflect changes in society's understanding of individuals' Mm. rights, autonomies, choices, Mm. how a marriage should look. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of marriage. Mm -hmm. I do uh, like the romantic idea. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy the concept that uh, you're tied to this person for life, that you dedicate certain vows to this person. I like that idea. Um, Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I don't really care who wants to get married or not. I don't care what your sexual yeah. preference is. It's. I, it's. Uh, it, it's a. At the end of the day, for me, marriage is a beautiful thing, right? It's a loving. So if two people mm-hmm. love each other, yeah, go for it. Like, right. why? Why are we keeping that from them? You know, yeah. why are we keeping this idea away from them? If they love each other, let them get married. Who cares? Um, what I don't like. This is my one of my pet peeves. Don't want to. Don't want to call anyone. You know. <laughs> If Liz would know this, who I'm talking about, but there's um, a person, and uh, she refers to her um, partner, de facto partner, Mao, as her husband, and I'm just like, no, he's not your husband, because <laughs> not you, married. you are not married, and the institution of marriage is very important, um, and you do not get to use that term. This is so this is so shallow. It's like it's it's just a word, right? But you do yeah. not get to use that term to describe your partner because you haven't gone through this initiation ceremony. <laughs> you haven't spent thirty thousand dollars. You haven't but, been scammed well, by the industry. This whole time that you were prefacing this scenario, I'm thinking, Ben, are you not describing the institution of a wedding? What marriage is everything. Marriage is the whole thing. It's the wedding. It's the vows. It's it's the the pomp. It's the it's the love that goes into it. It's it's everything. It's bringing together two two families. It's it's you know marriage is all that. But if this person went down to the courthouse, yes, signed a paper in front of their neighbor, yes, and was legally yes. entered into the institution of marriage, yes. would your displeasure in her use of the word husband change is better than nothing it's better than nothing (laughs) (laughs) she signed a paper it's a paper for you no it's it's not just the paper um that's a good point that's a good point you made a good point there you stumped me on that point i i want it to be all but if that's the least you're gonna do then in the eyes of the the whatever the the government or then you're legally married fine use it fine use that word i'll allow it <laughs> but you don't deserve it <laughs> no yeah uh, yeah liz feels the same way she's just like you you sh- yeah you didn't go through the process um and, and not just the process yeah. but you know you 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 just don't get to use it if you haven't i don't know Experience. i just sound like an asshole now <laughs> You're just angry over the smallest of details. Yeah, I know. It's silly. It's stupid. Look, at the end of the day, actually, I totally just contradicted myself because, like I said, if two people love each other, who gives a shit? I don't care. Um, the institution of marriage should be available to them. But these two people evidently very much love each other, but they've just chosen not to go through 
marriage. Yeah, marriage. Um, I don't even know anymore. I don't. I really don't know. I'd like to sit them down and understand then why that's their choice of word. Like, why do you wish to call each other that? Yeah. If you don't wish to have the wedding, yes. get married. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just want to know that that's a that's a good thing. I just want to know why um, why you want <laughs> why, <I love> this. <laughs> why you want the benefits <laughs> without going through the process. <laughs> Mind you, there's no yeah, benefits. <laughs> you don't get any extra brownie points by calling them your wife or husband. None at all. Um, but yeah, there you go. All right, always a pleasure doing fast five philosophy with you. Um, so, uh, you know, th- hopefully it'll be a bit more frequent. I know it's like been a while between uploads, but uh, a lot of things have been happening, especially on Ashley's end. My end, nothing boring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, next time we we do one, you never know. Ashley could be married. We'll see. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Take it easy. Have a good night. Bye.